This podcast is sponsored by Echelon. Echelon is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort of your own home. With Echelon, you can work at any time, day or night, and crush your fitness goals. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Once again, just text GENIUS to 818181. Quick disclaimer, message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. Uh, my guest is Carla Shridevi Cohen. Uh, she works in the area of emotional intelligence, stress reduction. She's a speaker in that area, big focus on women's health. So I want to welcome her. Carla, thanks for coming. Richard, thank you so much for having me on today. Well, if you would tell me about what's your journey been like? How did you get interested in women's health and spirituality and and all the things that you're currently uh, working on now? So my story, I'm not going to get into all of it. Of course, I can if you want. But I worked in Hollywood with A-list celebrities, and I actually had a really great job that I'd worked my way up into. And it's called development. And so the people who do development help develop stories for Hollywood. Right. So we help develop a, a television script or a treat, what's called a treatment, which is the initial idea. Or I would get a script and I would fix it, or I would find a book and turn it into a script. And then I would package it with celebrities and producers and things, and then turn around and sell that to networks or uh, production studios. That's and- pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah. And I, you know, it was like, it, I didn't start out wanting to be in Hollywood. So, you know, it was, I was, when I got that job, I knew that. You know, I, once I'd, I'd gotten into and gotten a taste of uh, some of the good parts of Hollywood, especially the income was really good. I, you know, I, I wanted to succeed and I wanted to rise to the top. And so this job, um, my the man who brought me in to work with him, he was amazing guy. And what happened is after three or four months on the job, my boss, the people who own the company fired him and promoted me to take care of his job, but they didn't pay me the wage he was getting. So I was making a third of his income and, you know, and I had less staff, right, to do it. So I didn't realize at the time, I thought it just meant that I, you know, when they didn't want to pay me more, I thought, okay, well, you know, that hadn't, that had happened to me before in another, I was in public relations before I moved into development work. Quick question here. These positions, were they like salary or hourly? Oh, your salary. So So it was like, no question. The person's salary was X and yours is like one third X or whatever it was. It was like blatantly obvious that they were paying you way less than they should have. Right, exactly. And what I, at the time, my, the way that I interpreted it because of a previous experience I'd also had at a, at a public relations firm in entertainment, I just thought that it meant I wasn't good enough. And so I took that as I have to work harder to prove myself. And what I didn't realize until years later was, geez, this is this is the culture in the industry. You know, women typically within Hollywood are not valued to the same level that men are. We're not paid the same wage 
et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't, it wasn't about me, you know, and one of the mistakes that people make oftentimes when they're, when they're choosing a path of healing is they think that what's going on is about what's going, they think it's them, you know, and so, and it is, and it isn't. So I'll bet we, we can get into that later. So anyway, I, I had a great job and I was working, uh, I wanted to prove myself. So I was putting in a 70 hour work week and I, we, my husband and I would go to socialize uh, with people. And then what would happen was he would be off in the corner visiting, drinking wine, you know, enjoying the meal. I'd be like in the corner, smelling the meal, smelling the wine, wafting over me, listening to my friends, laughing, and I'd be reading a script. And so I didn't take time off. I worked a 70 hour work. So then what happened after that is I started falling asleep a lot at work. And at first it was cat naps. I had a, I had this nice comfy sofa. I had a, you know, pretty luxurious office and I would fall asleep and I, and it was okay. I was reading, you know, no big deal. But then the naps started to get longer and longer and pretty soon, you know, they figured out something was going on at, at the, at the office. So they were going to, I think they were going to fire me, but the truth is I, I quit because my body was quitting for me. And by the time I went to a doctor for help, I had a constant fever and an elevated white blood cell count. You were going to ask me. Well, how, how old were you? Uh, I was in my thirties. Hmm, okay. So you're very, you know, relatively young and you started having these problems. It sounds like. Yeah. And I had no clue, you know, I really just, you know, I was, I was a machine. I was very, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very driven. You know what I mean? And I was uh, always very energetic and people. And so it didn't make any sense to my mind what was happening, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't overrule it with my mind at that point. I just had to, I just had, I it was almost like I was collapsing down the rabbit hole, you know, and, and just, it was moving in slow motion and suddenly being a very, very energetic person and going down to, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm literally too weak to walk from my bathroom to my bedroom you know, in our 800 square foot house. So it and, seems like it was, uh, probably would be very scary. What, what did it feel like at the time? Yeah, well, it, it was scary. It was also disorienting, you know, like you, because we have these certain ideas that we, we base our life on, right? We get used to a certainty of certain things. And what, one of the things that, that one of my takeaways from all that is nothing is certain, right? It, it just isn't. I mean, things, things happen, right? And, so I went through, I was in bed for two years. I'm just going to pause on that. Two years is a long. Wow. When you say in bed, what percentage of your day? I mean, you had to go to the bathroom and stuff, but what percentage of your day were you out of bed and were you sleeping or what were you doing? I was mostly sleeping or I was laying in the backyard under our, we had a Chinese, huge Chinese elm in the backyard and I would just lay under that on a, on a chaise lounge and I, and I would, I would read. Right. And so, but and my mom came over, my husband, you know, at that time before that, I had been supporting us in our marriage and I was happy to do that uh, for the first like 12 years. But, you know, now my husband had to really step up and he did. He was awesome. My mom came over to take care of me and, you know, try to help. She really couldn't do anything. And, and we spent my days, we would, we would literally shuttle me back and forth to different kinds of doctors and specialists. And so after testing, you know, they tested every orifice, every liquid in my body, every, everything. And after, and then we started to go into more alternative tests, you know, uh, working with acupuncturists, doctors who injected things into you that I don't even know what they were just, you know, that was supposed to help you heal from situations like mine. 
the doctors were truly, my parents were stumped. My, uh, the doctors were completely stumped. Uh, my mom up until, you know, my mom had a background as a nurse. She wasn't able to help me for the first time in my life. And the doctors couldn't help me for the first time in my life. And so when I went to the doctor for the last time and he, he stood there and he said, well, Carla, we don't actually know what's causing this. We don't actually know how to help you. I'm really sorry. We think it might be CFS, but we really don't know it's not conclusive. Um, CFS? CFS stands for chronic fatigue syndrome. Basically, what people don't know about CFS is it's a stress disease. It, it's related to what happens when the body, at a certain point, if you keep, you keep putting stress on your body, you will eventually get to a point where your body can't bounce back anymore. That's, that's really what CFS is. But they didn't have, they couldn't, they couldn't identify it. And uh, he, and then, then he said, well, you know, maybe it's from your travels. You know, you've, you've lived in some pretty exotic places. You've traveled, you know, maybe that's the problem. We don't, we don't really know. So we're basically, you know, here, take, we th I think maybe you're depressed. Take these uh, antidepressants and, uh, and just rest and, you know, until it passes. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I wasn't depressed until you, until you basically gave up on me. I'm already sleeping. Don't send me home to sleep. You know, that's what's going on in my mind, right? So I remember going, and I was like, okay, I, I just don't, I don't know what to do. And, you know, I, and uh, I hadn't been depressed up until that point. Up until that point, I was, I was hopeful that we would find something. But I remember taking one of the antidepressants when I got home and walking into my bathroom and I was trying to, I have uh, curly hair and I, when, when you want to straighten curly hair, you have to lift your arms up over your head <laughs> to, to do it. So I was trying to do that. And I literally collapsed on the toilet. I was too weak to lift my arms over my head. And, oh, man. and I remember I just, I just started bawling. I, it was a moment for me that I just really felt like, okay, there's, you know, my, my parents can't help me. My doctor can't help me, you know? And, um, and I, I was just, I just started bawling. And so after, you know, that I took, that was the last pill I ever actually, that was the last pharmaceutical I, I took. And that was over, over 30 years ago. And I uh, threw out the bottle and I made a decision that I was going to find a way to fix myself and that I had to go, I had to do something different, right? Like Einstein, right? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. It was like, okay, this isn't working. I have to, I have to try another way. And um, I didn't know what the answer was, right, I, at all. But I'd been doing a lot of reading while I was laid up. And I'd, I'd, we'd tr we'd, I'd learned a lot more about, uh, I had a pretty good diet, but it, we, we, I made some changes in my diet, some modifications. And I remember one day one of my neighbors came over and invited me to a transcendental meditation lecture. And she was going to, actually, I kind of invited myself. I said, that sounds interesting. I, I want to learn about that. So I was just so, so desperate for anything and so open. And that, that's the benefit of hitting a wall right? Because you, you find yeah, it sounds like that was your, your rock bottom. It really was. It was my come, my come to Jesus moment. right? I just like, so, um, but it, but it sounds like pretty immediately you said that was the last time you ever took a pill for this kind of stuff. So it sounds like you touched bottom, but immediately we're starting to work on things to help yourself. I've been working too hard and not working out enough. I wanted to get in shape, but I don't have time to get to the gym. Echelon brings the gym home to me. So right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, 
text genius g-e-n-i-u-s to 818181 to get up to $800 off msrp once again text genius to 818181 and message and data rates may apply see terms for details I don't know if it was that conscious at the moment. I just went, this isn't the way, you know what I mean? I knew that wasn't the way because I felt so crappy, you know, from the drug. And so, but over, you know, things dawned on me, right, over time. And I went to the TM lecture with her and it was a, he gave us an experience, the guy that was, he was, he had flown out from Iowa. And for those who don't know what that is, transcendental meditation, it's a, it's a form of meditation, a specific form. And when he's the guy that was teaching us or giving us the experience started to chant the initiation, something changed in me. It was like, I could, some part of my mind that had been asleep woke up. It was like, I knew what he was. I knew the words without knowing the words. I couldn't recite it. But it was familiar, like I, I've been here before. And it was such, it was stronger than deja vu. You know what I mean? It was like my whole body was reacting to this experience. And I really decided I wanted to learn then and there. And um, and so he, he said, well, you know, he told me how much it was. And I was like, you know what? I've been out of work for two years. I don't have, I don't have a dime, really. We were barely getting by making our house payments, you know. And so he looked me in the eye every which way and asked me some different questions. And eventually he just said, look, you know, I don't know what it is about you. He goes, I, I know I'm supposed to teach you. So, and I was like, I don't know either, but I know I'm supposed to learn this. And he said, well, when you have money, you have to promise that you send it to me. And I actually did. And I, I haven't stopped meditating. So, so what, what did you experience when you first started doing it um, and felt familiar, you said, but was it easy for you to get into it or was it still really tough for you to get into it? I dropped in really easily and I had tried, you know, I had been, I had not been a huge seeker of meditation, but I tried other forms of meditation and didn't feel this, this, I dropped into a place of silence and peace in myself almost immediately. And what started happening was when I was practicing it after that experience, I started seeing things on people's bodies, uh, that identifying places where they were stuck or they had a physiological problem. I started hearing things, not like I'm in a psychotic way, but, you know, I would get information and I would know what, what, where people needed help. And I also started having uh, dreams and uh, I will call it visitations from somebody named Babaji, who at the time I didn't know who he was. Um, he, he showed up to me during one of the meditations and he said, hi, I'm your master teacher. And I'll, I would just remember his eyes and I'm like, what's a Babaji? Who are you? <laughs> you know, why are you showing up? Right. You know, kind of all that was going off in my mind. And so, um, but I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, but ultimately I did find out that uh, I'll just, I'll continue down that path a little bit. He wa was a holy man who lived in the Himalayas, who uh, had, who had been, um, had left his body, not, they don't call it deceased, but he had transcended 12 years before I started seeing him in my dreams. And he was teaching me in the dreams. So I was like, it was like, he was real for me. He was very alive. So what was happening with your, uh, with your chronic fatigue in the very early, you know, first three to five sessions of meditation? Like, ah, did you notice any changes in it immediately or did it take time? It took time. I will say that it wasn't immediate. It was, um, but I knew something in my mind shifted and that was immediate. Because suddenly I understood 
on some intuitive deep level that again, I probably never verbalized to anybody. It's such a good question, Richard. I think I suddenly realized that the power of, I do have the ability to heal this. Like I really got that. I, I really believed it and got it. Like my mind was way more powerful than I, I, I ever, my essence and who I really was. Um, not the person who worked in Hollywood or the doer, you know, but the person that's the being inside of me had a different like awareness and awakening. And it was my life changed, you know, everything changed. My perceptions changed uh, because I went from a person who, you know, I would say was quite uh, at the time was much more linear because I had to be to survive to a person who is more listening to on a cosmic level to the universe and hearing and experiencing life differently. Yeah. It sounds like you, you acquired abilities to read other people and to help them, but did that start with yourself? Like, were you more aware of what was going on with your own body and mind first, or was it outward first where other people you saw this stuff and it was to help them. And then later on it helped you. Like what was the order? Oh, that's such a, again, another great question, Richard. It was kind of simultaneous. So what was happening was I was getting these visions. I was like, what the heck is going on with me? You know? And at the same time, I started having some other physiological experiences, which I later identified as some of my chakras were opening people who know about energy centers in the body. I was, you know, this is going to sound a little weird, but it's true. I had little crystals coming out of my hands, very small, but you know, and it was not comfortable. And I had another thing happen with my upper lip that I'd have a few minutes of a warning, but if I got angry or upset about something, my lip would start to burn. Um, so I was starting to get education about my emotions from my body. And, um, and so I had a little bit of time. And if I didn't get out of people's presence quickly enough, my upper lip would swell up so large. I looked like Daffy Duck, you know, it was just <laughs> embarrassing and weird. And my husband, I told my husband, of course, he was, he was amazing about it. I don't, I don't know how he, he just rode with it, which was, thank God he had a background in, you know, spiritual studies when he was younger. So, you know, I don't know, you know, it prepared him on some level to be more open and receptive to what was going on. Cause I don't, I wasn't so, I wasn't so receptive. (laughs) I was was fighting this. And then uh, the meditators came over to my house one night and they, and as they walked over the threshold, the woman's the oldest woman, she was like, you know, the old gray hair and the crystal blue eyes. And she looked at me and she said, this is the home of a very powerful healer. And I kind of looked over my shoulder, like, who's she talking to, you know? Now it is, you walk through the door. (laughs) Yeah, she knew it. And then um, within two weeks of that, I went to a psychic fair. It was also a day where I was feeling a little bit better. You know, I was starting to get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of energy back, not much, but I went to this fair and I said, oh, there was a woman reading tarot cards. I thought, oh, that'll be a hoot. You know, I'll go get my cards read. I wasn't very respectful about it. And so this woman who, she looked like a biker chick and she was very serious. She was very, she didn't smile much at all. Very thin, kind of like you, yeah, definitely like a motorcycle chick. And she started to read the cards and she goes, Oh, wow. You've been sick. You've been sick for a while now, a really long time. And, and it's pretty serious. And I went, Oh my God, how does she know that? All of a sudden, you know, she, she got my attention and, uh, she said, she said, you know, what would help you is energy balancing. I said, well, what's that? She goes, well, I can't explain it. You know, I said, well, who does it? She goes, well, I do it. How much is it? Well, it's $50. I said, okay, well, I don't have 50 bucks. So anyway, you know, I I went home and I was like kind of blown away by the reading and trying to process it in my mind. And, you know, and then there'd been the thing with the, with 
TMers coming over the house. And I was like, I don't know what to do with all this. And that night, uh, someone gave me a check for $50. I kid you not. I've heard a lot of stories like that. I called her and I went in for an appointment and uh, she invited me in. You know, there were crystals and there were, you know, candles burning. And it was, you know, it was a very, you know, very uh, sedative kind of environment, very sedative and very relaxing. And I, she invited me onto her massage table and I got on the table and she put her hands over me and she said, get up. I went, what? She goes, get off my table. Okay. You know, what's that? bounced. No, I'm just like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> what's with this chick, you know? So, uh, I, I got up. I thought I did something wrong, you know? And, uh, she said, you know, your problem is you're a healer and you're really psychic and you just don't know how to handle it. You don't, you're like a sponge. You're just walking out there and, you know, you're absorbing things. And she goes, I can't explain all your gifts, but you're very gifted. She goes, what we're going to do is this. You're going to pay me. And you're going to work on me. And I never let anybody work on me. And you're going to be my, my body work, my personal healer. So that's how I started. So I started putting my hands on her. And then she encouraged me to just tell her what was coming through my mind. And then ultimately I started, she asked me to read her clients for her, who I never met, but just she would give me a name or, and, and so I did that and I was giving her apparently very accurate information and it was very hard for me because I felt like I was doing something wrong, spying on people's privacy. You know what I mean? I I don't know exactly how to explain it, but the first, one of the first or second people that I, I looked in on for her, I said, she goes, do you have a message for me? I said, yes. I said, but I can't, I can't say it. And I just started crying and she goes, what is it? I said, well, you know, I, I don't think I can say it. She goes, you've got, you've got to tell me. I said, okay, well. You should have, you should have said to her, 50 bucks that I can tell you. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I said, well, you know, he, he's ashamed of his penis. And she said, Carla, that, you know, he's been sexually abused. So that's, you know, that's actually exactly right. And I was like, oh my God, this is freaking me out. And so I, you know, again, had to process that. And I did that for her for a long time. I mean, you know, she made, I paid, it was such a good gig for her, right? I paid her and she, she didn't, you know, I did the work. And so around that time I met, uh, I was at that same bookstore where I met her. I walked in one day and uh, again, you know, looking for answers and the owner came over to me and she said, uh, you're, uh, she goes, you're, you're supposed to be my pupil. I said, what? She goes, oh, I just, I know that you're, I'm doing a spiritual practitioner series. I, you need to be, you need to be in it. You're very, you're very gifted and you don't know it. And I went, okay, this is getting weird now. You know, Uh, it was already pretty weird. So I went into her, I started learning from her. She became my, my second teacher and, and so on and so forth. So I went from there to look, studying with a Lakota Indian. And, you know, I went with, I studied with a shaman, an Australian guy who, banged me on the head and put snakes around me as part of my, you know, process to open up. And so I did all of these different things to open up as a healer and actually get more in touch. And I, along the way, my health got better and better. And I started to understand more and more that my body all this time had been communicating to me and I had not been listening. And that's the basis of what I do now with people is helping them understand what their body, what's going on inside them that they're not, they're not hearing so that they don't have, they can either get better. You know, we need to figure out what's, what needs to come to emotional resolution here or, and so, or move forward in their life from whatever it is that's causing them. It may not be pain. It could be an emotional thing. It could be, it could be something that's keeping them stuck in their career or maybe going to the next level of income, right? It's not just physical. 
how do people um, express to you that they they know or they understand that they have some kind of blockage? Like, what do they? They may well. They may not. Say they come you, to you and they tell you, you know, something's bugging them. Like, how do they express it? So, well, different. Everybody's different, of course. You know, I get people who say, you know what? I know I'm I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed, I'm meant for, to do more than what I'm doing. I have a message to give to the world or I'm supposed to be doing more for people. And I just don't, I don't feel like I can get there and I don't know what it is that's stopping me. I've had people come to me who are, I'm trying to write a book and I'm, I've got, I've got a block and I can't seem to get the book. I've had somebody come to me, a couple, lots of people come to me and say, look, you know what? I want my income to go up and I don't, I, I don't know what else I can do. I'm working, I'm doing all the, these practical steps and I seem like I'm stuck or I can't seem to get a decent relationship, you know, going. So, uh, or a lot of times it's, I've got this really bad pain that hasn't gone away. I mean, I'm thinking about this one guy who came to me who he, he literally sat down on my foot in a chair. He's like a 200 pound guy, you know, very, and very fit, like a bodybuilder, a gorgeous uh, physique. And we were at an event and he actually actually sat down on my on my foot and, and it was incredibly painful. And uh, we got talking and uh, he said, you know, when he asked me what I did, I, I said, well, I do, I'm a healer. I'm, I'm an embodied emotional intelligence coach and healer. And he said, what's that? And so anyway, I worked with him and uh, he had had this pain in his back for like 10 years. He'd been to the orthopedic doctor. He'd been to the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, he's done all these things. And he, like I said, fit guy, you know, conscious, very conscious guy, emotionally awake, I would say. But anyway, in his case, I was able to relieve the pain in his back. And, you know, within, I think we did that in the first session. And it was based on something that in his particular case, went back many, many generations. It wasn't anything that he had a conscious memory about, but we have our DNA carries, you know, the messages from multiple generations down into us. That's uh, you know, I don't know, not to get uh, religious or anything here, but, you know, there's, the, because I'm not, I'm a, I, I consider myself spiritual, but when they talk about the sins of the fathers being uh, passed along to the next generation in the Bible, I believe that's what they're talking about. It's that we, those thought forms, those beliefs that get passed down as uh, even, you know, that we, we accept as true that really aren't necessarily true. Yeah, that, so, that makes sense. Okay. So when you do these sessions, do you do them in person? Do you do them over Zoom? Does it matter? Are you still able to sense and feel from people, even if they're not with you in the room? Yeah, yes and no. So it depends. Okay, so some things when it's a strictly, and I and usually what I'll do is a multifaceted approach. I will do things about helping release the actual belief system that's there. Um, if it's somebody who is like, they're in a car accident, you know what I mean? That's a little harder for me to do over Zoom, right? Like we can do a certain, we can relieve a certain amount of it. But ultimately with somebody like that, for example, um, I, I probably would want to get my hands on them, you know, at some point so I can get in there and really work a little bit differently. But I do most of them, the people now, you know, I'm doing over Zoom and I've had pretty great results with people. So everything from, you know, like, again, you know, a couple of people with pain, other people that somebody who was dealing with a, a very, very, very nasty divorce. And it wasn't going anywhere. You know, they had been, she'd been through the negotiation and doing all these different things with trying to make it resolve this relationship and get to settlement. And it just wasn't happening. And so we did a number of sessions uh, to support her working through that. And that's usually how I prefer to work 
with people, it's because we, this stuff didn't happen overnight. Just like my thing didn't happen overnight. It looked like it happened because I was working 70 hours. But the truth was, is that I had a lot of things that I had not emotionally resolved over the course of my entire life. Right. And I'm not saying you have to resolve every single thing, but you know, our health is related to our vibration, our frequency. And when our frequency, when we go down in frequency, it's when we start to experience a lack in finances, we start to have pain, we start to have problems with relationships, we have issues with communication. And if we raise our vibrational frequency, then, you know, obviously we're on a better track for manifesting the good things that we want to, des that we desire. But according to Dr. David Hawkins, I don't know if you know who he is, he wrote The Map of Consciousness. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Oh God, you know, definitely worth reading. Uh, but he says, you know, the majority of the population, uh, like 85% is vibrating under 200 hertz. So when we're at that level, what's happening is that's like shame and guilt, you know, at, <laughs> instead of at moving up into like a higher levels of consciousness where we find things like acceptance and love and willingness. So, but I see that in other ways too with people. Like I saw some other research years ago about, uh, again, you know, frequency related to health and specifically that the, uh, we're supposed to be between 65 and 72 Hertz, uh, from the neck up, you know, a, a healthy person. And when we start to drop down to say 50 Hertz, that's when we exhibit symptoms, you know, of, of what we call disease or illness. Right. So again, what, what happens in a typical session when you work with someone, like, what is it, what's the outline of what it looks like? Can you describe it? Well, they're all going to look a little bit different depending, you know, uh, I have like, there's one kind of work I do that's really focusing more on the emotional coding. So it, I, it's through a series of, uh, I do kinesiology. So I'll use muscle testing on myself to test the answers and try to, to locate and identify the exact thought that's causing the problem or exact emotion that's keeping them stuck in that particular issue. And it may take several, because if you don't ask the question, right, <laughs> you, you know, you'll get a result, but you won't get, you want to get, make sure it might take a little bit to get it uh, correct. So that's, that's one thing. Another uh, thing I do is, is, is ultra high frequency energy healing, where I'm sending vibration over through the, through zoom and talking the client through what's called a peace process. So it helps them raise their emotional intelligence around their body, what I call embodied emotional intelligence. So really starting to listen to like tuning in to what the body is saying, understanding where the body is not at peace and helping the body get to peace. Because if we can get that to peace, the mind will follow. It's actually more effective a lot of times than people doing affirmations and working from the mind. Most people work from the mind down and there's, you know, it's, it's kind of like trying to do surgery on yourself. It's really hard when you're, you know, you're the one, you can't see it. If you're doing affirmations, you can't put sugar on top of shit, pardon the phrase, <laughs> but you know, the shit has to be dealt with first. And you know, there's all these people out there. I've met people who say, I'm sending you unconditional love. I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I doubt that you even understand what that feels like. You have to, you know, there, because you have to get dig through that muck in a, you know, and there's ways to do the muck that are not so they're not. It's not really hard. It's not really tedious. It just needs to be done. You know, you need to empty that out. You can't put sugar on top. So you want a good foundation. So th those yeah. are two, two kinds of ways. Then there's in person, I might, depending on what, and also I'm reading people while we're on, say we're doing Zoom and you're telling me blah, 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 blah is going on with me. I'm going to be listening to myself to see what I'm picking up that you're 
in your body, right? Because I can, I can do that. I have the ability to do that. So that will also help me tune in and see what's going on. Another thing, if they come here in person, I have a couple of different treatments that I do. One of them involves me literally having a conversation with their tissue. So I'm putting my hands on your body and saying, and my hands are listening and literally your tissue acts like it'll, it'll be like me reading a book. You know, it'll flip to the page I'm supposed to be listening, you know, reading right now. And it might give me information that I can convey to you, or it might not. It might just want me to, to listen to it with my hands and help it get to a different place than where it's at. I don't know. What kind of commentary do you get from the people that you help, you know, either in person or over Zoom? Does it depend on what's going on with them? You know, like some problems that people have, they're more amazed that you can help them versus others, or there's some problem, like, can you sense if someone's ready to be helped or like what else can you sense besides or in addition to someone's problem? You know what? That's a great question. And yes, I think sometimes I can, you know, there'll, there'll be a sense of, you know, you're not, we're not supposed to be working together. I'm not, this is, this is not a good match for you at this point in time, or your consciousness isn't in the right place. I wouldn't sit, I would never say it like that, but we're, you know, there, there, it might be that we're not a good match for whatever reason at this point in time. The feedback that I get, I've had, you know, a great example of one woman who came here, you know, she, she intuitively sent a friend of hers to me. And what was funny is she hadn't come. She'd never had a session with me. Uh, but anyway, after I worked on her, she, she walked out to my, the back of my house and she looked outside and she saw the lawn and she said, do you mind if I go out there? And I said, no, not at all. You know, she just felt like she wanted to walk out on the grass. I said, fine. She walked out, she laid down on the grass. She just laid there. <laughs> She was like, just, and, and I think that was the best visual I've ever had as a healer, right? Like she, she had completely relaxed. She had completely let go and she was so peaceful and she knew it. Right. And it was, so I have everything from that to, oh my God, it's gone. You know, like the amazement, right? I can't wait a minute. And I'll, I'll be with the one saying, look, let me just test that. Like I'll, they'll say, oh, it's gone. I'm like, okay, well, let me just poke the bear. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do that, right? I just want to, I'll, I'll keep testing from different angles to make sure that we really got it because that's what I love to do, right? Mm. I love helping people do that because they feel, I've had people go, God, this one woman I've been working with over overseas, she's completely shifted in terms of her levels of courage now in her work. She's a different person than when I started working with her. Now, she chose to do a longer term, and actually, I prefer those kind of clients who really want to go long term with, uh, so we do a combination of coaching and healing over a period of time. And because, you know, you may not think that you have anything to work on, which sometimes happens with her. And then suddenly we're talking and it'll be like, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's something we could work on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, because the, without having going through the process with me, you can't really understand I, and it's hard for me to convey all the different things that we can, we can work on together to support you. Yeah. Right. So I, she's been the most, I think the most fun in some ways, because she's still amazed by everything that happens. And she's, she's really seeing her own shifts and her own awareness. Yeah, so yeah, aside of that, you know, everything like that. And I had, I think the hardest thing for me was years ago, I had somebody who had stage four cancer and that person, I was not able to heal. You know, I, in my mind, I was like, why not? This is no different from anything else, uh, any other health project, but it wasn't appropriate for her. You know, we did work together. And what, at the end, when she, just before she passed, she goes, I know that I know you well enough now to tell you that I know you, and I know that 
this is probably bothering you that you you couldn't completely heal this for me she goes I want you to know that you should never underestimate the value of what you've given to me. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm incredibly peaceful. I'm leaving That's this cool. earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm getting chills sharing this. So I'm leaving this earth in a really good place. I feel, I feel amazing. And you've helped me do that. She goes, I wasn't there when we met. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. So what does it look like now? Is this like, um, do you do the, is this your full-time gig now to do these sessions? And like, where do you want to take all the work that you do? Where, where, yeah. Where's it going? Well, I'm uh, where I'm going is I started what I'm calling, I founded what's called the Women's Health Revolution. And my goal is to help 200,000 women, nothing against men, by the way, to help heal themselves. And I do have some male clients, by the way, but I, I, I love working with women. And so I want other women to understand the power of what can be done um, by healing these things that are holding us back. Because chances are, if it's holding you back in your health, it's holding you back in your job. It's holding you back in your relationship. When we unravel one thread, say one emotional cord that's been in there, you know, for I don't God knows how long in somebody, it's probably changing 10,000 other thoughts inside a person. And we don't even, I can't, I have no way to measure that, right? But I, it's a ripple effect. And I do know that people change drastically after I work with them. And it's, it's subtle, but, and sometimes they don't even get it. They may see, like, I've had people walk out of here and they go, I feel great, you know, but it's like two or three weeks later, they're like, oh my God, I just did blah, you know, without thinking about it, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. And whereas before they would have never done it. They would have never thought to do it. Or I just said this to somebody and, oh my God, I can't believe I said that. And I was, and I had no energy on it. You know what I mean? Instead of yelling at somebody or whatever, you know, it's like teaching them how to, navigate the world in a way that's different from what they're used to. And a lot of it, again, is I'm, I'm working with these emotions, but I'm also working with their, their frequency. So as, as we, that's a very important piece of it. What's the best way for people to uh, get in touch and to get help? Where, where should they go? So, well, the best thing is to go to my bookwithcarla.com and uh, Carla is spelled with a C. So bookwithcarla.com and you can book uh, what's called an, an emotional intelligence embodiment activation call with me. That's a lot to say, but anyway, and, and I will spend some time with you on the phone and see what we can do over zoom actually, and see what we can do to support you. But mm. yeah, and that's, that's probably the best way to get started. I do have some, you know, classes coming up, some group uh, things coming up in, in the new year. And, but, you know, let's start with a discovery call so people can start to understand what the possibilities are. Because that's really what it's about is opening up your mind to a different way of thinking. And that's the biggest gift I think that I give to people in a way. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Any, um, if, you know, I know you can't help the entire world, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, advice for people that for some reason they just, they can't get in touch or they're just, I don't know, they just, they, they want to try some, some things on their own or like what can people do if for some reason uh, they, you can't help them? Well, I would say, again, I'm going to go back to, I think that, you know, certainly cleaning up diet is really important. Getting rid of the toxins in your environment, uh, like any of your uh, personal care products that are chemicals, have chemicals in them, go to a chemical-free lifestyle. That would help a lot. That was also part of, definitely part of my journey. Changing over to organic foods, getting rid of red meat and pork. I have nothing against them, but it's just very hard for your system, everybody's system to digest. And so those things are, those are simple things. Really, you know, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I think that 
it's it's a journey you have to be willing to to go in and dig into places that are uncomfortable for yourself and the truth is you can never do surgery on yourself you just can't it's like you can't it just doesn't work there has to be somebody who has the right mindset to help you see what the possibilities are and see where you're stuck you mm. may not even realize you're stuck you might see it as identifying it as something else you know Meditation is, is very helpful, but there are many forms of meditation that don't really allow you to tune in or people don't understand what they're feeling or, or why they're having racing thoughts during a meditation. So mm. I, think, I think that's really, it's not a great uh, solution. Breath work is great and good breath work is very, really valuable. I actually, um, for a couple of years of my work, I, that's all I did was uh, help people with breath work. But again, there's emotions that come up and if you don't know how to handle them, what happens is people can fall into the drama without releasing the trauma, if you get my drift, right? They'll stay stuck in the story instead of going, okay, I didn't know I, I'm stuck in my story. So this is the value of, that's why I want people who are really choosing to have clients that come to me that want long-term, not forever, but you know, uh, one of my programs where we go for six months or we go for a year and we really work on getting your mindset on the right track so that this year you don't quit your new year's resolution after two weeks, 85% of the population quits after two weeks. That's, that's a fact. And, and that's because there's, they're trying to do it by themselves and they're trying to do it's the, it's back to Einstein thing over and over again. They're, they're not trying, they're not really doing anything different. So you need like I climbed Mount Kailash. I never, you don't know that about me, but that was one of the things I did. I climbed Mount Kailash. That was a 17 hour climb up a, a, a mountain. It was shale. Okay. So you climb up like, you know, uh, and you maybe you get up four feet and you slide back two. right? It's really a grueling, grueling. Well, and there's a lot of spiritual, you know, similarities between climbing that mountain and what, you know, what you have to go through to really get to a place where you can have peace and have health. Okay. So, but the thing is, is I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have made it. I would have, I would have probably hurt myself really bad if I hadn't surrendered to the Sherpas who were my guides. They told me when to eat, when to rest, when to climb. They were the ones who said to me, look, I said, when I went, oh, is that the mountain we're going to after we'd climbed all day already? He was like, no, Missy, not that one, that one, pointing to the much higher one off in the distance. Yeah, so that's the benefit of having a good guide, right? You need a guide and, and people think, oh, I can do it myself. And it, you know what? You, you can't. It, it, I think you, you, I was lucky because I had so many good teachers that I, that I, you know, it, whatever, it was meant to be. So I could give this gift of healing to other people out there. Um, journaling is really good. That's a, you know, that's helpful. If you can just sit down and have the ability to start to do that, that's a big step in the right direction. I think that's that's the main th the main points. And again, look at oh, and things that raise your vibra vibratory rate. So, for people who don't know what to do or how do I raise my vibratory rate, so this is very simple. Stop watching the news. That's taking your energy and your frequency down. What's on the news today? A, a good percentage all, of it here. All poison, yeah. Yeah, right. Poison. So, so that that's that's a huge one. And then watching television in general. You know, I know people. I just met some people the other day. They they eat their whole dinner watching television. Like people put down the TV. I mean, your mind needs to have exercise. And when you watch television, you numb out, right? And right. I'm not I'm not saying never watch TV. I love television. I'm you know I remember I have a background in the entertainment industry. My husband's still in it, but 
you don't work the right muscles and we have to develop what's called the prefrontal cortex, which is the, the higher part of our brain. And that's not going to happen if we're watching TV all the time. The prefrontal cortex is the part that controls your vibratory rate and it controls your higher consciousness. And it's the part of you that can be the witness of your life can step outside of you and go, oh, look what I did. Wasn't that stupid? Maybe I shouldn't do that. So that, 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 those are my tips. All right. Well, if you can just reiterate how people can find you and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll end the podcast, but thank you so much for coming. But how, again, how can people find you? Well, Richard, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. People can go to bookwithcarla.com. That's the best place. I do have a website and that's having some issues right now. You can see some things though on womenshealthrevolution.com. But uh, don't put the apostrophe in when you put in the, the name of it. But book with Carla, okay. C-A-R-L-A dot com. And uh, we'll spend some time getting to know each other. And let's see if I can I can support you on your journey. So thank That's you great. so much. All right. Yeah, thank you for coming, Carla. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, which has been sponsored by Echelon. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, it can really help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon gives you that. Echelon's certified fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners can get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, text GENIUS to 818181 to get $800 off MSRP. Once again, text GENIUS to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. Please see terms for details. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.